Welcome to Backseat Directing, where we talk about movies, shows, comics, and more. We're your hosts, Andrew and Aaron. Today, we're going to be talking about Phase 5 of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Let's get to it. <laughs> okay, so... Today we are going to dive into our thought process on the Marvel Cinematic Universe fifth phase that's coming up. Um, it's about to kick off with Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania next year. So we're going to kind of talk about our thoughts on what's upcoming, what we're excited to see, what we think of the MCU in general, do some recap on the previous phases of the MCU, and uh, Aaron, you want to kick it off? Yeah, so there's quite a bit that got announced at Comic-Con last month. So we got, starting off, we have Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantum Realm. Then we go into TV show, Secret Invasion, movie, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, Echo, the show, season two of Loki, The Marvels, I believe is a movie, Blade, movie as well, Ironheart, it's a show. I believe that's correct. You can confirm that one. Agatha, Coven of Chaos is a show. Daredevil Born Again is a show I'm excited for. Captain America New World Order uh, movie. And then Thunderbolts to wrap up Phase 5 of the MCU. And I believe that one is a show as well. All of these shows, of course, coming out on Disney+. Plus. Um, man, they are pushing out content. Um, that's 1, 2, 3, 4, 5... Oh, I just lost count. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 11, 12 things that they released for Phase 5 over the next two years. So that's a lot of stuff that's coming out. In comparison, Phase 1 has 3, 4, 5, 6. So yeah. wow. double what it has. Yeah. And it seems, like, uh, it seems like Echo, Ironheart, and Thunderbolts are all going to be TV shows. So they are really doubling down on their plan with the TV shows. We're getting a lot of uh, series on Disney+, Plus, which builds up their Disney+, Plus platform, gives incentive to have that membership to watch their shows. It does and a lot for them, but it's, it's, it's a lot. It's kind of easier to consume, too. You, know, you can it, think of an episode at a time. Well, not only that, but it's like, what? I don't even know how much it is. $12 a month at the yeah. most, you know, to watch, and then you get to watch all of these shows and whatnot. Um, like a lot of the movies before, you'd go see them in theaters. If you really liked it, maybe you watched it again in theaters, and then you had to wait forever for it to come out on, on uh, DVD or Redbox or something. Yeah. And then you finally got to watch it, but you'd have to rent it. But now it's just, you get it so fast. Yeah, it sweetens the deal. It's a lot of entertainment at not a lot of cost, uh, especially if you like the shows. It's very worthwhile. I and mean, not only is it a lot of entertainment, it's a lot of new storylines that we're getting in this phase, more so than any other phase to this point, obviously besides the first phase that introduced all these characters. Also, obviously, Disney Plus is not a sponsor of the show. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they don't know we exist. So. Yes. <laughs> Nobody knows we yes. exist. <laughs> <laughs> not yet anyway that's right they will stay tuned um so we'll uh we're gonna start with looking back on what's come up to this point um yeah we can do that so we'll we'll start kind of looking back on phases one through four which um yeah let's just start with phase one kicking off with the iron man incredible hulk iron man 2 thor Captain America, the first Avenger, and then wrapping that phase up with the Avengers, which was a spectacle where yeah. we have all of these heroes on screen. And uh, that was pretty cool to watch in theaters. That was the first movie that the audience experience was different than any other movie. You know, the theater that I was in, like everyone was cheering, everyone was laughing at, at specific parts of the movie which up until that point I've never experienced in a theater before. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting when you talk about the amount of movies in Phase 1 being shorter. There's also the amount of characters, because yeah. basically, especially solo movie-wise, they're focused around four characters. So mm -hmm. you've got Iron Man, Hulk, um, you've got Captain America and Thor. Whereas now looking at the page here for Phase 5, it's like 20-plus characters. Yeah. I mean, all... 
Every you do also in phase one have obviously Black Widow, Hawkeye, um, but they don't have their own movies and we their their story arc hasn't developed as much at, at this point in time. I think they're sharing a lot more screen time with these co-stars in these other movies. Like Ant-Man and the Wasp now has, that series now has Wasp in the name of the title. Mm -hmm. So it's it's a lot of big names and faces on screens now like it's this their universe has really expanded in a big way but i mean what did you think of the first iron man when it first came out did you know that this was going to be leading into something bigger than itself or because when i first watched it i had no idea what the avengers were yeah. and what was to come not to say that i watched iron man 2008 and was like oh this movie is not that good but i never I mean, obviously, I thought it was great, but I never watched it and thought it could do this. It could spawn what we are looking at now because it changed, it kind of like, even in a way, changed media. Like, Disney, when, when people say Disney owns entertainment, like, half of that is the MCU. Mm -hmm. I mean, <laughs> the MCU is such a huge part of, like, modern culture and, and movies and shows now. It's And I, I definitely would have never said i never said that i called it that i that i watched iron man yeah. had an idea that it would be this i remember watching it i had watched it at my house i didn't even see it in theaters i watched it with my parents and uh, i remember thinking it was really cool but um I, I wasn't like oh that movie was amazing you know like i thought it was really cool i of course really enjoyed the way they captured the suit being put on and all that stuff and his first flight and all that i thought it was super cool and then i kind of found out after the fact that like oh this is kind of part of something else the avengers like okay cool whatever <laughs> you know and then of course the incredible hulk comes out really quickly after and i don't even remember the first time watching it do you no yeah and i remember again same thing i thought it was cool i liked the aggression that he had and all that stuff i liked the the, the battle that he had with the character you know from bruce and the hulk yeah and, that he was, didn't like the Hulk and that he was trying to learn how to control it and stuff through breathing and all this other stuff. I really like the scene in that movie where he transforms in that long hallway. I think it's at a school, mm. um, but he comes jumping out the glass and they blast him with those yeah. sonic cannons. And that whole sequence is, is really awesome. That yeah. movie has some good gold in it, you know, for how little attention it gets. Yeah, I did like the, like, face structure of that Hulk, you know, like, he looked like a Hulk, you yeah. know, like, scary and, and, and angry. I like, I like Edward Norton. I know it's probably, he's probably not a popular favorite Bruce Banner, and I don't know that I would ever say he's my favorite Bruce Banner, but I really like him as an actor, so I like to just see him in things, and yeah. I enjoyed watching him in that movie. I think he was just hard to work with, is why they ended up firing him. Because he, I was reading something about, or watching something about him earlier this week, actually. And he seems to really dive into the character that he's working on. So he was just smashing things on set. He was like, <laughs> Edward smash. No, I think he's been known to like come in and change scripts and, and all that stuff. And, and the MCU just marveled at the time. They just weren't, wasn't having it, and they fired him. Um, but yeah, Iron Man 2... That was super cool. The, uh, the evolution of how he put the suit on, um, and I, I I missed that in the MCU. Yeah, Tony. When you know Tony's going to show up in a new movie and have yeah. a new and better suit and a cool way to put it on. Yeah, and I feel like a lot. I've seen like people like make fun of how long it took him to put the suit on before, but like that's part of what's cool about it, you know. Um, and then it is cool to see his progression over the shows. And over the years of how the suit eventually just ends up whoop, popping up onto him, you know? Man, I miss Tony. I can go on and on about how much I miss Tony. <laughs> R.I.P. Um, Thor, good. I mean, right. I, I like Thor 1 um, more upon rewatches. Yes, the first I, like, I like... It was a lot more grounded than any of the other Thors, which because it mainly took place on Earth. Uh, for a character that's lives in space, <laughs> you know. Um, but yeah, I, I 
I liked it. I thought Chris Hemsworth was good. I kind of liked the stiffness in the character. I know a lot of people... He's, yeah, he's royalty. ...didn't. Um, I thought that was a cool aspect about him because he was different from everyone else in the MCU, you know? Um, I think that... Um, I think that movie doesn't necessarily get as much credit as it deserves in the grand scheme of things in the MCU because I find it funny, entertaining, and I think it has really good action. I think there's a huge drawback in the movie in the fact that I don't like the trope of movies of taking away the hero's power, which happens in a bunch of superhero movies. I get that mm-hmm. it's a subplot that people find interesting, but I, it's kind of like you said when we talked about She-Hulk, is that, well, what you said Kevin Feige said. If I go to watch a Thor movie, I want to see Thor. I don't want to see Donald Blake or whatever. I don't want to see yeah. him stripped of his powers and walking around as a man in a t-shirt, which is like a lot of that movie he is not Thor. He's just yeah. a guy. Yeah. It different approaches, you know. I mean, going in Captain America First Avengers, kind of the same thing. I mean, for half the movie, even when he got the serum, he still wasn't Captain America yet. You know, like he, he kind of didn't become Captain America really until the third act. I like that progression better though, because it wasn't him losing his powers, because right. it's because it's, 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 it's him gaining up. his powers. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's a that's a good origin story too that I've grown to like more the more that I've watched it. Yeah, it's been and a while since I've seen that one. I like Hugo Weaving. He's yeah. just fun to see on screen. And then that all, of course, comes together for the Avengers in 2012. Um, what do you think? I think that I I heard someone say that, um, that the MCU is uh, full of peaks and that they peak and then they keep peaking. So they basically keep reaching new highs. And I think that Avengers 2012 is a super special movie because it's the first place they peaked mm-hmm. i mean it's the first place we were all rushing to the theater to see what the hype was about and that movie brought together all these characters in a way that you wouldn't think they'd be able to do you'd, you'd say they have too many main characters you know this ensemble cast isn't going to be able to pull it off you know in the superhero I, genre i really and i really like how they picked kind of unknown actors for all these roles you know because then you're not thinking of them as anything else but who they are. I would say yeah. unknown might be a little strong, but I know what you mean. They're, they, I would say besides Robert Downey Jr., maybe most of them were I guess I'm thinking names. more of like Thor and Loki. Um, they weren't necessarily A-listers. They weren't right. like the superstars they are yeah. today for sure. And like Chris Evans was a good actor yeah. too, but he didn't have any like grand slams at that point. Well, I, I, I was thinking of his role as Johnny Storm, which I think, I know that's not, I mean, it, it's, it's, it's a blockbuster movie though. I'm sure yeah. it made a good, a good amount and got a lot of attention for him. But. but with anyone in that movie, like Chris Evans, oh my gosh, you know, like that movie was great. I was, do you see how handsome that guy was? Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, this movie, it's budget for the Avengers, $220 million and it brought in $1.5 billion. Jeez. So I mean, it's that's kind of, a lot. <laughs> I mean, 220 million, 300 million. That's kind of what they're I feel like they're still running at for a lot of that that seems like be what they're running at for some of their solo movies nowadays. But that's just interesting that they they spent that much and made such a humongous profit on that ensemble movie. Yeah. Um uh, moving kind of quickly through these first phases cuz I really want to kind of go into phase 5. But phase two, we got starting to back off with Iron Man. He's definitely kind of the glue of the MCU at this point. He's had the most movies, most appearances. And then we go into Thor, The Dark World, Captain America, Winter Soldier. That was one of my top five comic book movies. Guardians of the Galaxy, Avengers, Age of Ultron, and then ending with Ant-Man. It's kind of weird that they ended with Ant-Man, right? It kind of feels out of place after the big... Avengers peak again, you know, and then they drop back down to Ant-Man. So that phase doesn't have an uh, Avengers movie in it. No, it does. Avengers Age of Ultron. Okay, Avengers 2 Age of Ultron. I I missed that one. So I am of the opinion that an Avengers movie should be in every phase. So we, we, but you mind going into the next. Um, But in this one, Thor Dark World, I like that movie. It's been a while since I was watching it. We were already talking about this, that uh, I don't understand why it's so hated to the point where it's like, man, I need to rewatch this and see what I was missing. 
and maybe it'll change my opinion, maybe it won't. Um, but I, I enjoyed the movie the first time that I watched it, but it's been a long time. Um, Captain America Winter Soldier, we already talked about in previous another episode. Just, oh, just to protect myself, I don't enjoy Thor The Dark World, so don't lump me in with him if you're listening to this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Guardians of the Galaxy, I thought was really good, especially because like, I didn't know anything about the Guardians of the Galaxy. You know, it was kind of like, I, I remember kind of going into that movie like, is this connected to the Avengers? Like, I don't yeah. really know. The way I feel about Guardians of the Galaxy are, is kind of that... The, I enjoy the movies and I think they're loads of fun. Like they're tons of fun, just a good time at the theater. But I don't feel like anything special towards any of the individual guardians. So I just don't feel that attached to any of those characters the way I would have felt to more like an Iron Man, Captain America, Thor. Why? Why is that? You think? I don't know. I it, maybe it's I'm not as attached to the way the characters are written. Maybe it's because they started out as an ensemble, so I didn't feel like I got any one-on-one -on -one connection with them. But they, I love the cast. I mean, the they're like they're very funny. I mean, you've got Vin Diesel in there as a talking tree. You've got Bradley Cooper, who is amazing as Rocket. Um, Zoe Saldana. You've got Dave Bautista and Chris Pratt. I mean, that is a phenomenal cast on paper. That's great. I I love all those actors. And I think actors. in the show, it's great too. I think it's great too. It's just I liked it. I I think it if. I wouldn't be excited for them to announce like a Star Lord movie. I, a spinoff. Not, not that I wouldn't go see it, because I'm gonna go see it. Yeah. But it's just I, I, I think feel I would, singular attachment. I think I would like them as the group better, the Guardians of the Galaxy. You know, like I don't necessarily need it. Star I am groupy. Yeah. <laughs> um, Avengers: Age of Ultron. I feel like is the least favorite Avengers of a lot of people. Um, Potentially my favorite Avengers. <laughs> I really like it too. I've rewatched it a few times, and every time I've watched it, I had a good time. Um, the fight on Sokovia is so awesome. Yeah. So many. It's it's. They always do these great big long battles at the end, but they're battling on like a city that's being turned into a comet that's hurtling towards the Earth. Yeah. It's. I love James Spader voicing Ultron. Like that movie's great. The, I'll say it again. The Hulkbuster. Versus Hulk, such a good fight. There's so many good moments. Yeah. The introduction of the twins, it's just, and they have developed Hawkeye in that movie too, which is yeah. great. He, he, at that point in that movie, you kind of, kind of see that he's like the glue behind the scenes that keeps yeah. things running, yeah. you know? To me, that movie does one of the best jobs of balancing the humor and the action. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like that one too. They toe the line. I'm going back to the Guardians real quick. I liked it because... They set the tone that, like, this is a little more goofy right away. So, like, it felt more natural when there was those, like, funny parts, you know? I will say the Guardians movies know how to use music. That's true. They know how to to use a song. Yeah. They're great at that. Um, this one ends with Ant-Man. I've never really been connected to Ant-Man that much. Uh, I mean, I liked the movie, but I've only seen it once. This one ended with Ant-Man and the Wasp. No, Ant -Man. Oh, okay. This one ended with Ant Man. That's what you said yeah. earlier. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, Ant Man is is good. I mean, Paul Rudd is an icon. Love yeah. Paul Rudd. Um, but the first Ant Man is um, not. I don't. I wouldn't say it's something that really sucks you in. It's yeah. good. It's I good. I think it's. I think it's just the the character in general yeah. for me. Um, it's a very funny MCU movie. Yeah. Um, phase three, starting off basically with an Avengers movie. You got Captain America, Civil War. Uh, then we go to Doctor Strange, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, Spider-Man Homecoming, Thor Ragnarok, Black Panther, Avengers Infinity War, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Captain Marvel, Avengers Endgame, Spider-Man Far From Home. Try and tell me that that's not the best phase of the MCU. Oh, that's 100%. definitely the best phase. It has three movies home in it that runs. are essentially, essentially Avengers movies. Civil War is home run, and Infinity War and Endgame are home runs. Yep. Um, Spider-Man, the Spider-Man movies are really good. We have mm -hmm. two Spider-Man movies in one phase. Yeah, which, Spider-Man is my favorite character. Yeah. So that was cool to see. I mean, you get to see him three times. And I like phase. Thor Ragnarok. I, I think it's a fun time. I don't like it at all. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's a big shift for Thor, but when I started to think of it as Thor becoming quote-unquote Americanized, 
because he's more jokey Thor, he's less regal, less the Thor that we've known, less like the warrior king Thor. And I just, I start to think of it as maybe it's character development for him. Yeah, but like, he's been alive for how long? Yeah, it is kind of quick. It took him what, like 12 years to change? Like (laughs) After thousands. In in thousands of years, 12 years is like, what, three weeks for us? (laughs) You know, our personalities don't typically change that drastically. Well, do you, what about Omni-Man? He changed in like 17 years. I mean, kind of, yeah, but... It didn't affect, like, he was still him, himself there, you know? He was just going back and forth, which I guess Thor does too, but... It feels like I really... I think that not only the shift in the character, but a shift in the whole tone of the movie was just yeah. too drastic It feels me. like there's Thor, and then there's Taika Waititi. Yeah. Like, those are the personalities both in Thor. Yeah. And it's... It's interesting because Hulk is supposed to be the one with two personalities in that movie. Yeah. Thor also has two personalities. I didn't like how they made Hulk, uh, Bruce Banner look dumb the whole time. Yeah, I mean, I've never uh, been I've never been a fan of when they undercut the best parts of a character, like undercutting the yeah. intelligence of Bruce Banner in that movie. Or there's always a moment I complain about in Thor Ragnarok where he throws the ball at the window to break it because he says that's what heroes do. Bounces back and hits him in the face. Yeah. So they're undercutting like. The heroism of Thor, like right. the best aspects of these characters. So, like they 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 play things for a joke sometimes when they shouldn't. Yeah. But I also will not complain that they're allowing individual MCU projects to be stylized to the director because yeah. it's cool. I, that, I do like that. It's cool that they can put their touch on it. And Taika Waititi is not afraid to put his touch all over the Thor movies. <laughs> um, Black Panther, I thought was great. Um, I mean, up to this point. It was basically just a white male lead, you know. So it's definitely cool to see a more more representation. And as we get into Phase Five later on, like yeah, this kind of turns the key for yeah. you know the like giving a voice. And and they have Ryan Coogler directing as well. So it was just it's cool to see these stories that. You know, minority communities don't always get the chance to tell, like, mm-hmm. on the big screen, especially in that way. Because that's, like, that, these MCU movies are going into the, the, the theaters, and they're going in the rooms that have the most seats, <laughs> you know? So it's the, a way to get a big audience. So it's awesome, because that's, I feel like that's what comics were for. When they, I feel like they were a voice for kind of people who might have felt, like, outcast or might have felt, heard. yeah. The voice for the voiceless, like I feel like that's kind of where they were when they started. Like mm-hmm. they were uplifting to kids who were bullied, or you know, the X Men. People will say all the time is a metaphor for uh, homosexuality and how people are treated differently um, and yeah. treated like quote unquote mutants. So like that's what I I definitely agree. That's what the MCU should be for too, because it's such a beautiful thing that comics are able to do when. when they started and along the way they progressed and then on the same like note you have captain marvel too i think that's the first female lead right yeah of the mcu and it's like man it took three phases (laughs) to have those two a lot of movies introduced so uh i really enjoyed captain marvel i thought it was a fun time um i do have some complaints about spider-man homecoming and far away home Far from home, um, but we can talk about that on another episode. Um, scrolling down, we got phase four. This is where the TV shows started kind of getting implemented. We're going to have to go through this one fast. Yes. <laughs> Too much and, content explosion now. And this is also when COVID hit. So a lot of these were produced and made during that time. So it's crazy that they were still able to get all these titles out. So we have WandaVision. Uh, the Falcon, Winter Soldier, Black Widow, Loki, What If, Shang-Chi, Eternals, uh, Hawkeye, Spider-Man No Way Home, Moon Knight, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, Miss Marvel, Thor Love and Thunder, She-Hulk, and then finishing with Black Pan- Panther, Wakanda Forever. Yeah, soon to finish. It's a mouthful. I have my own theories for Black Panther, but that's for another day. Yeah. The, I have really enjoyed this phase. Like I said, I like the idea of an Avengers movie. 
not even necessarily an Avengers movie, but an ensemble movie being in every phase. Cause yeah, we're, we're missing that from here. There's still a lot of interconnectedness in Phase 4. We still see it as the universe through, you know... We a, see a lot of our Avengers characters, and a lot of them are mixed up. Yeah, we see Doctor Strange in um, Far From Home. Yep. We see... No Way Home. In, in No Way Home, thank you. And then we see Wanda in Doctor Strange. So we see a lot of overlap, but it's not yeah. the ensemble movie that I feel like ties the universe together. Yeah. Which we're also not getting in Phase 5, but we'll, we'll talk about that. Yeah, I think this phase was missing that, but at the same time, we got so many new stories with these shows. Um, One Division was a strong kickoff. I know you really liked Falcon and Winter Soldier. Yeah. Um, and Loki, I really liked Loki. I know you thought it was all right. Falcon and the Winter Soldier was probably my favorite uh, series until it was probably dethroned by Moon Knight. Yeah, I have to rewatch Falcon Winter Soldier. I, I think I was kind of distracted when I was watching it. You know, like I, I, I think should. I was kind of doing other things as I had it on. So Carly's, a good, Carly's a good villain. Yeah, um, I don't think I, I. I need to rewatch it to kind of get the full experience from it. Um, what if was super cool the first animated uh, movie that's within the MCU and the animation style fantastic you know like it looked it, yeah. super cool super stylized um it kind of reminded me uh like it had the comparisons to arcane which yeah. is another fantastic really animation show. style show that we'll talk about in another <laughs> episode i actually remember being shocked when the first episode is I don't know if it's in the beginning of it, but when she turns, when Peggy Carter turns into Captain America and she's fighting all of the, her first fight, I remember being shocked by how good the animation was. Yeah, it was so cool. Um, let's see what else. Moon Knight, I really enjoyed. I uh, talked about before how I like when a character has multiple personalities that they're kind of fighting. Um, I thought Doctor Strange was okay. Did not like Love and Thunder. And She-Hawk just came out, so we don't fully know yet. I liked Doctor Strange and Thor Love and Thunder, especially the second half of Thor Love and Thunder. I enjoyed a lot more than the first half. Doctor Strange, you know, it had Sam Raimi all over it. It was It's a specific acquired taste, but I'd say I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it, too. Um, I did not like Love and Thunder. Uh, and then we have... Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, that hasn't come out yet. Um, the trailer just dropped, which the trailer looked fantastic. Before we move on to Phase 5, though, who do you think... Black Panther is in Phase 4. All right, so before we dive in, what are you most looking forward to out of this Good list question. here? Um, I feel like I'm looking forward... I, I'm excited for a few, but I think the one I'm most interested in of how they're going to portray the character it's probably daredevil born again um, i'm excited for a guardians of galaxy volume three i like the guardians i really liked loki season one so i'm excited to see that um i'm excited to see um falcon as the captain america now and see how they kind of change the tone and and have him come into his own character and his own version of captain america but i think the one that i'm most looking forward to is daredevil i think the original Daredevil on Netflix is by far the best superhero TV show ever. Um, I think it's great casting, great writing. I love the dark aspect. I love the ground to earth kind of grit. It's kind of like the Batman, you know, kind of that, that dark and, and hard hitting action. And it's pretty like gruesome, like they don't pull their punches, you know. Um, so I'm excited to see how Disney Plus adapts this character and fits it into the MCU. Like, are they going to keep that tone going? Or are they going to kind of water it down a little bit? See, I am most nervous for Daredevil Board again because I also really love the Netflix original series. It's a hard thing to live up to. And I don't know much about these writers that are on board. I don't know much. Uh, I, I feel like I would have more confidence if it was the same writers. I wish it was. Yeah. And I also am not sure how they're going to handle an 18 episode season. I believe it's 18. Mm -hmm. It was a longer season than these shows have been used to dealing with. Previously 13. Yeah. I'm worried they're just 
going big on content because people love this character and they love the original show. And I hope they're prepared to handle the 18 episodes. But what I'm most excited for, probably looking at this list, is Blade. And I'm sure we're not going to get a rated R Blade, which I'll miss that aspect. I'm sure it'll be PG-13. But, man, it's going to be cool. See, I'm, I'm definitely curious about Blade because I've never seen Blade before. I haven't seen any of the other three ones. You have to watch the original Blades leading up to this. We'll do an episode on yeah, it. Yeah, for sure. We'll watch the, the the original trilogy. But this is going to be really great. They've got an amazing actor um, leading their cast. Uh, if I can pronounce this right. Maharsala Ali is a two-time Oscar-winning actor for supporting roles uh, in both Green Book and Moonlight. So we know this guy can act his butt off. Fun so, fact, too, he played Cottonmouth in Luke Cage which is a part of the Netflix Defender series where Daredevil is, was introduced. Which will um, be interesting to see how they decide to tie in the, the Netflix series because we obviously have Matt Murdock, Daredevil, in the show and Kingpin, but that Kingpin seems to be different. So we'll see how they're plan if they're going to explain to us the connection between the original series because he's obviously been in both, which isn't necessarily a problem because there's yeah, I, I don't think they're, who have. they're anywhere close to being the same character. Well, yes, but you know? I'm saying he's playing two different characters in right. the universe. So there's, but there's been multiple other actors in the MCU that have done that. Yeah. Both canonically playing parts in the MCU, but the same actor. Yeah, so right off the bat, something that's missing, no Avengers movie. Yeah, I... Two phases back-to-back with no Avengers movie. Um, I think this phase is cool, but it definitely isn't as good as the last one, I think. Um, And and not just two phases, but two long phases, because they're they're pumping out the content for, you know, the the machine. Spider-Man No Way Home was kind of the Avengers-level movie of the phase Four? Yeah, yeah, phase four. It was kind of like we got two half Avengers movies with Far From Home and Multiverse of Madness because yeah. now I would have said the same thing for Thor, Love and Thunder as well, but the Guardians really had small presence in it, so not much overlap with the extended universe and other movies for that Yeah, movie. they weren't like a main driver in the story of the movie. At I all. expected them to be in it more, to be honest, but yeah. Um, I'm yeah. kind of glad they weren't because then they might have been ruined for me. <laughs> <laughs> you hate that movie so much. But uh, I think that Avengers or ensemble movies in general are key to this story. I mean, Civil War proved that we don't need it to be an Avengers movies to pull everyone into the same movie and tie everything together. That's why we, I mean, I feel like that's why so many people would say they love Phase 3 because it's a true culmination of bringing everyone in the universe together yeah. for a bunch of movies. And it, Phase in phase three, it didn't seem overdone either. You know, it seemed like everyone got like it didn't feel forced. Yeah, everyone got appropriate screen time. Everyone's character developed the way that it felt like it could should have. You know, Civil War, the events of Civil War lead into the events of Infinity War, which lead into the events of Endgame. It's yeah. just it was really well planned. There was a cause and a reaction to yeah. everything that happened. You know, it, it didn't feel like anything was disconnected from the other. But now it seems like we're looking at a lot of solo movies and TV shows. Not necessarily solo movies, because a lot of these portray multiple characters. As I'm, as I'm, as I'm saying that, I'm reading the Marvels. So, uh, yeah, and then you have Ant-Man and Wasp yeah. um, as well. But it's contained within their story. We're not crossing over stories the way that Civil War crosses over storylines. Mm-hmm. Crosses Black Panther into Bucky's storyline, which then we have... Captain America and Bucky storyline crossing into Iron Man storyline because of his parents' death. It's This is different because Ant-Man and the Wasp already live in the same storyline. Right, right. Um, I don't... What's one that you're least looking forward to? Really worried about Daredevil, which is... It's, I'm not saying... I'm <laughs> so you're not looking forward to not, it? Not that I'm least... I'm at least interested. I'm very interested. I'm going to watch it, and I hope it's great. I don't... I guess... For the, me, it's... Agatha coming to chaos. Did we need that? I mean, I li- I really like the actress, and I think it'll be an entertaining show. But it's kind of like, um, it's kind of like them spending time on Craven the Hunter, which I think Craven the Hunter is interesting, and I love Aaron Taylor Johnson. But I wasn't like begging for a Craven the Hunter movie or so. Yeah, it's it's kind of the same feeling. Yeah. Um, what else do I got here? 
Oh, so there's, to me, four of these projects that stick out where we haven't been introduced to any of these characters within the MCU. Some of them we have been with other movies. Um, but we have the Secret Invasions, or Secret Invasion, Blade, Ironheart, and Thunderbolts. Now we are going to get our first introduction to Ironheart in uh, the next Black Panther. But other than that, we don't really know too much about the other shows. So I kind of want to dive in to like what the general concept of those are and then maybe our thoughts. Yeah, let's touch on them a little bit. I, I'm going to gloss over. We'll, we'll start with Secret Invasion. I'll tell you the general premise and hit me with what you think of that idea. So, right. TV show concept. So uh, for Secret Invasion, we've already established the scrolls in the universe with Captain Marvel, this alien race that can take the form of another being and essentially they can step into their lives and replace them because they have the ability to have access to some of their memories and because they can perfectly replicate their physical appearance. So that is what we're going to be looking at and they've hinted at it quite a bit um, by showing at a, showing us Nick Fury on the space station with the scrolls um, at the end of Spider-Man Far From Home. Which kind of looked like he was building what S.H.I.E.L.D. was for the world but now for or for like the states and stuff, and, and now for the universe. Yeah, so I believe what he's building is essentially an advanced version of the helicarrier. It's a it's a sword base. Mm -hmm. So the sword base um, that will be floating somewhere in space and probably being used to protect Earth now that we have, um, you know, been made painfully aware of the threats that face us out there in the universe yeah, because of Thanos. We are. Yeah. So Nick Fury, I don't think, likes feeling powerless, so he's working on that. But Secret Invasion is going to most likely be the the storyline of the comics, which I believe is the scrolls kind of invading and worming their way into taking control over Earth in kind of an Illuminati-esque type of way where they're assuming these roles and positions, taking over people's lives and assuming positions of power and big corporations or in the government and... We'll, I assume we'll be seeing Nick Fury trying to bring a stop to this. Mm. Uh, it could be very interesting, you know, espionage, espionage thriller kind of storyline that we'll be looking at. I would be very excited if they take that approach, you know, kind of keeping it like in Nick Fury, Nick Fury's like scope of spy and, and, and stuff. I hope they don't turn him into a, a superhero like they did Black Widow. Well, I'm getting my own hopes up even thinking about this. But if you think about the segment of Captain America, the Winter Soldier, where Nick Fury puts on display his skills as a spy and they come at him like with a wet team with like machine guns and yeah. they're hitting his car and we see what he can do. If, if that is what's on display in this show, that would be very exciting. Yes. Um, hopefully he doesn't fall from a five-story building <laughs> bounce up feet. on his feet <laughs> <laughs> um tell me about blade okay so blade you haven't seen the original trend have not trilogies here missing out blade uh, i'll watch it before this comes out for sure as a concept he is half human half vampire so i believe his mother is a human his father is a vampire so unlike most vampires he is not turned and he is not fully vampire so he is born from a human woman mm -hmm. um, and I believe in the movie his mother dies giving birth to him but he uh, and because of this he, he's called a daywalker which come on great name mm -hmm. so most of the vampires in that storyline can't walk in the sun but he's half human so he can so he has the enhanced strength speed reflexes of a vampire he carries a sword um, and guns and he fights vampires because vampires feed on humans. So he's this really cool concept um, of a foot in both worlds, not feeling like he belongs in either, and uh, fighting the forces of evil, um, you know, just with his sword and his guns. And it's traditionally a very bloody, very dark story. Because um, the original trilogy was rated R. Rated R. And now that we're getting a Disney version, I'm sure, like I said, it'll be PG-13, but it, that doesn't mean... It has to be not good. Yeah, I mean, I think that they you can have dark PG thirteen movies. Yeah, like the Batman. That was yeah, PG thirteen. Yeah. They have a guy signed on to this movie, Ali. I 
don't think he seems like the type of person to sign on to a role just for the paycheck. Yeah. So I think he must see something in this. Hopefully he sees something in the script because I know the character is strong. I know the actor is strong. So the main things that are left are like the script and the directing and filmmaking, which I have a lot of faith in. I think that it'll be strong. Um, that doesn't look like it's getting picked up. So we're good. Okay. Um, I forget my thought now. So you were going to say something about Blade? Oh, I think I think Blade sounds really interesting, and it seems like it'd be paired well with Deadpool. Um, seems like they have a similar kind of tone yeah. to them. Um, tell me about Ironheart. So Ironheart is um, going to be a new character to the MCU. Her actual name is Riri, Riri Williams. Tripped up on that, saying it too fast. So Riri is a young genius. You know, she, in, in the comics, she tests as a super genius, really she's young. like 15, right? Yeah. So she's around 15. Depending on the depiction, she's 15 or younger when she goes to college already. She's going to MIT, which we know is Tony Stark's alma mater from the movies we've already watched. So she's following in his footsteps in the comics. She kind of idolizes him. Um Similar to the way in the comics that uh, Miss Marvel kind of looks up to these heroes, but mm -hmm. she really looks up to Tony Stark and she builds her own suit while she's still a teenager in college. And she's a very new character, in even to the comic books created in 2016. Yeah, the time frame where these characters are jumping from comic to the screen is getting shorter and shorter as time goes on. Yeah, that's on. very fast. Yeah, because it was really short for Miles Morales too. And yeah, yeah she's popping right on there so it sounds really interesting um in the comics there's an ai version of tony stark that kind of communicates with her and is kind of a guide to her the way he was okay. a guide to our mcu's peter parker as like a, a hologram or yeah. a voice i think a hologram at least a voice but he's uploaded his do you think we might see I think Tony Stark. I I don't think Robert, Robert Downey Jr. Jr. wants to come back for. I think if anything, we'd see a cameo, not like a not you know coming back for a large role. I think that's the best I would. It's expect. Also a TV show. Do you yeah. see Robert Downey Jr. showing up for a TV show? I I think it would cheapen the death that they wrote as. I think I'd see Captain well, I mean, America even as a hologram sooner before. Yeah, even as a hologram, I kind of think it yeah. might. So I'm I'm totally fine with him. The ending remained in the ending yeah. for his story. I'd be excited to see him again, but we had a very impactful death right. that we can leave. You yeah. know, we don't. You don't always have to go back and do the sequel or bring characters back to life. Yeah. You don't always have to do that. It sounds interesting. Uh, I'm excited for that one. Uh, yeah, I really don't have much of a concept of what the actual plot of the show is going to be, what the villain or direction is going to be. But I mean, she seems like she'll be a very cool character for sure. All right, Thunderbolts. That's the last one that we kind of really don't know too much about, but we've been introduced to some of the characters, right? Yeah, so the research I've been looking at, um, there's a lot of people theorizing who's going to be in the Thunderbolts. I don't believe it's been officially announced, mm -hmm. the cast of the Thunderbolts. Traditionally in the comics, it's a team of misfit um, villains brought together kind of like the Suicide Squad, which we're more familiar with as an audience. So in the comics, it's Baron Zemo. Um, who we know as the villain of uh, Civil War. Uh, we know from we've seen him just appear in Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and fans like him. So I'm sure he'll be involved in some way in gathering the team together. But we have these people who are normally that lady in the, that, she's been gathering people. Yeah. It seems like what's her name? Do you remember? I don't. Me either. I'm terrible with names. But she is. She has spoken to. Um, she's spoken to John Walker. Um, so our Yelena, yeah, she's yeah. spoken to Yelena, so that's our Black Widow counterpart. Um, and she's the one who set her to target Hawkeye. Yeah, we've got a, we've got a lot of characters though in the comics that are, are traditionally in the Thunderbolts, like Abomination has been in the Thunderbolts. Even which Luke, was cool to see him in Shang Chi. Yeah, it was. It was, it, it, it was kind of like the first acknowledgement that. The Incredible Hulk existed. Yeah, you know the first reference back. Um, <laughs> we're supposed to see him in some other upcoming projects here soon, but um, so Abomination could be in there. They could use 
Power Man or Luke that Cage. That kind of fill that void of the Hulk that we've been missing. Maybe I'm really you know? angry at actual yeah. evil, uh, super-powered monster. Yeah, that'd be great. But um, also Punisher's been in it before. We really don't know, but... We know he's coming back. That was kind of... That was leaked. John Bernthal, I believe, said he wouldn't come back unless they do it rated R. So hopefully that means we're getting rated R Punisher again. But it, it could be a whole host of different people. It's kind of up to what they want to do. I mean, they look like they're establishing a Young Avengers team um, mm -hmm. with uh, people like our our new Hawkeye. It looks like we're getting... Yeah. Um, Kate Bishop. Kate Bishop, Hawkeye. Spider-Man. Spider-Man would likely be involved in a Young Avengers. We've got... Um, Wanda Maximoff's two sons who are traditionally in the Young Avengers. So they likely have established a lot of characters they want to use already for the Thunderbolts and the Young Avengers team yeah. ups. And those will probably be our new team-up series and movies that are on the horizon along with the Avengers we know to be in Phase 6. But it, it's up in the air. Hopefully we get to see a cool team of villains go out there and, and cap off Phase 5 with, you know, some destruction. Yeah, and... A different twist, you know, like yeah. a, MCU hasn't really followed villains across more than like one movie besides Thanos, really. And Miss Marvel too will probably be in the Young Avengers. I just just thought of that too. Um, okay, we we just mentioned Phase Six. We only have three confirmed projects of Phase Six. We got Fantastic Four, which seemed to be a pretty big announcement, but we don't have any casting for it. And then we have two Avengers movies, which hopefully will make up for the past two phases without an Avengers movie. Talk about three bangers. Yeah, an hopefully. Hopefully, Fantastic <laughs> Four is a banger. Because the first ones, again, I, I enjoyed, but they're kind of more of like you put on the show and you do something else yeah. while you're watching it, you know? And then the, the remake of it was... I couldn't even watch through it, but yeah, I will say I that I, I really I it wasn't that great. I really enjoyed the first two Fantastic Four movies as they were fun as what they are yeah. as blockbuster films that are right, fun. right. And not you know it's it's not the Dark Knight, but not every movie is the Dark Knight. Yeah, so. um, the Avengers, Kang Dynasty, who we were introduced in Loki. And then we have that followed up by Avengers Secret Wars. We're going to get a lot more to, to know about Kang as well in Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. Yes. He should be the main antagonist of that movie. So we're going to learn more, a lot more about him, which is great, because Thanos was in the background of the MCU for a long time yep. before he was like our main villain. Yeah. Like so we want some development for this character, too, before he's you know facing off against the Avengers. Yeah, it, it's cool, too, that this main antagonist of the Avengers is not a CGI character. That's kind of cool. I, I like the actor, you know, who we're going to be seeing as Kang. I think he's going to do a good job. I think he's going to expand on his role. Yeah, I, I don't know much about him. Um, we saw him in Loki, and that's kind of what I know about him. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's been a lot of projects that weren't announced, but we know they're coming, too. Uh, we know there's a Deadpool 3, but we don't know where that's going to fit in necessarily. What else has been kind of speculated that's going to come out but we don't have any we, we haven't heard anything from x-men but we know that they're going to be within the mcu um i wouldn't be surprised if that's kind of like a phase seven kind of thing you <laughs> yeah, know like a lot of planning to cast those a lot of those roles well so yeah and, and like how they're gonna fit that and intertwine that in we we know that there's an x-men was it 97 96 an x-men show coming out animated series yeah they're they're also um, doing, I believe, additional season of X Men. You said Avengers '97, or you said X Men '97? That's what I just okay. said. Yeah. <laughs> no, they, yeah. So there, that's the the OG uh, animated series that everybody loves. So yeah, yeah we're getting another I've never seen it, you? Um, I've seen episodes here and there, but I just know that's like the 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 show. Yeah, viewed as like a pinnacle of. Uh, superhero shows. Yeah, it looks like it's going to be in the same animation, which is cool. We're also getting uh, Spider-Man the uh, freshman year. Yes, the with show. The animated but TV series, but... It hasn't that... been announced of when. Yeah. So uh, it's, it's a huge overflow of content. And while we're, we've, we've gone down this long list, we did want to talk about the quality to quantity ratio and the amount of content so what do you think about marvel's plan right now so whenever i'm making something right whether it's a show or short film or 
even comics or whatever. I like the approach of having everything be at the highest quality possible. So if you're going to put in 100% quality to everything, you can't do as many projects, right? Um, obviously, on much smaller scale than the MCU. <laughs> Not by much. We're, we're pretty close. We're, we're comparable. Almost there. Yeah, we're comparable. But they've got me beat as of right now. <laughs> um, but I think I would prefer the quality over quantity. And it seems right now they're going for the quantity. You know, kind of pumping out a bunch hey, of content. I mean, there's not a lot saying of that it's all. Yeah, <laughs> not saying that it's all low quality. It's just not the same as the first few phases were, and it's basically it's pretty much from the shows. I have such a hard time with because I I feel the way I feel, and and I agree with you, but there's so many people who are upset with people feeling this way and I see why with people being disappointed with uh, phase four, which I don't know that I'd say I'm quite disappointed with phase four, but I would definitely say what you said, that it doesn't feel the same. I mean, we're coming off phase three. We're coming off of a huge peak of the series of Avengers Endgame. So it's a lot to live up to. And I think that they're putting in a lot of effort still, but they're the, yeah, it's just the same percentage isn't there when you, when you watch each project the percentage of quality is being diluted because they're i mean i believe it's because there's so much quantity yeah and it's not like it's been diluted by that much you know everything that they're putting out is still i mean we wouldn't be watching it if it was diluted by that much we're all still watching it so it's kind of interesting to watch every single thing that they produce and complain yeah you're watching everything that they produce you might enjoy it new storylines yeah um I just really hope they don't mess up Daredevil. That's what I'm, <laughs> hey, I've been saying. Yeah. So, but I mean, I think that they're putting out a lot. The shows, I think, are the biggest thing. I personally wouldn't find it the end of the world if they just didn't decide to stop doing the shows. Um, if they gave Daredevil a movie instead of shows, I would be perfectly happy with that. I almost prefer that, I think. As, uh, with the way things work here, I agree. Yeah. It would fit better into that. And I would also like a Moon Knight movie. I feel like the show did a really good job of capturing his story, but didn't do as good of a job of showing us the action. I that think a movie along yeah. with it. There's nothing I've seen them do with the shows that I didn't think could have been handled better in a movie. Yeah. But it would have been more expensive and time right. consuming to handle. Right. Even though they have some pretty heavy budgets for these yeah. shows. I'm pretty sure Wander Vision was the most expensive TV show ever made. Interesting. Well, I think that I don't was, have the numbers on me. I think that was probably the best produced show. Not that it was my favorite, but I think it was the most probably well done. I think they objective. had to have that one be really it was the first good one. quality to like kind of capture people and like Christopher Nolan, one of your favorite directors, one of his first movies that he like made by himself. He was talking in an interview about. When you're making a short film kind of on your own you don't have a big budget you have to make sure your opening and your closing is really good and then everything in the middle will kind of be filtered out and since you started really strong you captured everyone and then you ended really strong everything else feels like it was the same quality because you left thinking oh it started great and ended great you know and it was all this quality so I think they kind of went with that approach on yeah. their first TV show. The first part of a movie or show is important to whether people are going to watch it. And the end of it is important to whether they're going to like it. Right. That's how I view it. Yeah. Okay, so I want to end this episode with a little game. I have five quotes from the MCU. And I want to see if you can guess who said the quote and what movie it's from. Okay, so there's a lot of movies, and there's even more characters. So it's going to be pretty tough, but you're pretty good at quotes and memorizing who said what. So first one, you ready? Yep. Go ahead and fire. I don't want to kill anyone. I don't like bullies. So that's said by Captain America, and I would say that he says that in... He says that in Captain America, the first Avenger, 1,000%. Correct. All right, that one was pretty easy. You know, okay. like, I don't want to. I don't want you not to get any of this. <laughs> that wouldn't be a fun game. Right? I deserve a softball. Come on. <laughs> All right, 
Um, this one's cool. I was meant to be new. I was meant to be beautiful. The world we've looked, the world we've looked to the sky and seen hope, seen mercy. Instead, they'll look up in horror because of you. That I believe is said in Avengers Two: Age of Ultron. Um, instead, they'll look up in horror because of you. Man, I thought it was said by Ultron. Can you say it? Say it for me one more time. Yeah, I was meant to be new. I was meant to be beautiful. The world would have looked up into the sky and seen hope, seen mercy. Instead, they'll look up in horror because of you. Ultron in Avengers 2. Ding, 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 ding. He's saying that to Black Widow when he captured her. And then he's like, he goes on to say another good line. Like, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger as he like... Breaks the other one in half. Rips, yeah. I feel like that is like one of my forgotten scenes from that movie. The talk they have down in that like whatever that dungeon is where he's building the... Yeah, it made him seem at that point like, man, how are they going to stop him? Yeah. You know, because he just has machine and machine and he's in all of them. So that was a cool part of it. Ready? Yeah. Third one. Ain't no thing like me except me. It's so crazy how all of them are so familiar. Um, ain't no thing like me except me. I think this one might stump you a little bit, but I think you'll be like, ah, oh, as soon as I tell you. So say it for me. Ain't no thing like me except me. Who do you think said it? What movie do you think that's in? First two thoughts. What you, what you got? I, I need this. I need the cameras. Uh, the cameras dying right now. I just. <laughs> no. I just need time. I just need time. I know. That, I know you, don't, that, you don't have time. I know this one. Give me a guess. Um, Ain't no thing like me, except me. Is somebody strong? Um, is it said? I, I don't have a guess right now. I need I need time I need time to think. Would it be better if I told you or if I came back to it? Come back to it. All right. So I would do whatever I wanted to do with whoever I wanted to do it was said by Black Widow in Iron Man 2. So you said Captain America in the Winter Soldier. Soldier could not yeah. have been more wrong. Yeah. Um, that they were talking about his birthday and he was dying. Yeah, because he had that like little thing on his neck and whatnot. That was Iron Man too. Wait, the the last quote. Um, ain't, ain't no thing like, like me except, except me. me. That I a hundred percent know. Rocket Raccoon says that in Guardians of the Galaxy. Volume he does one. indeed. Volume one. Um, good job. That was good. So far, you've only gotten one wrong. He had to skip one, but that's. Better than I would do, for sure. Um, I still believe in heroes for our last quote of the day. Oh, I still believe in heroes. I feel like somebody's saying it to Captain America. But I don't feel like it's Captain America saying it. Still believe in heroes. A lot of these quotes aren't like anything super big you know like they're kind of smaller yeah. quotes within like good movies this one i feel like is a the iconic quote you know but i'm interested to see who you think it is i'm gonna go with captain america captain america what movie i'm gonna say i feel like this is said maybe in civil war i'm less con i feel like civil war it is not, and it's not Captain America. Gosh, what is it? who says it? Nick Fury in the original Avengers. Really? Yeah. Wow. All right. He's. I think that's in the around the same scene when he like throws the cards on the table right after Coulson's death, and he's like, "I still believe in." I am ashamed. I'd like to apologize to everyone that believed in me. <laughs> hey, only what two wrong? Yeah, out of what so six? Out of five. Five. So, Could have been better. That's pretty good. I'll 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 do better next time. All right, cool. <laughs> this was definitely like sprung on you. So. <laughs> you did you did good under pressure. Um, any last thoughts for 
the MCU as a whole, or no matter how much of a cynic I may sound like, I'm very excited for the future and the expansion of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I'm grateful for all the entertainment they've provided me and will continue to provide. How about you? Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Um, these are the main movies that I go to the theaters for, you know, over the last decade or whatnot. They help breathe life so. into the the the. the Movie theater world. I mean, yeah. Regal Regal Cinemas is dying right now. They're about to declare bankruptcy. So yeah. these mo- we need film to stay alive. And if it has to step stand on the back of superhero movies, then let's let's so do it. it. So thanks everyone for watching or listening on whatever platform. Uh, we hope that you will like, comment, subscribe, follow. We got TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and then all the podcast apps that are out there. We appreciate you guys listening, all three of you, and um, we're... To remember us. <laughs> Anybody who wants to request a topic or anything like that, we'd be interested to engage with anybody who's listening, so... Yeah, all right. Uh, again, we're, we're posting every Monday and Thursday, so we'll, we'll see you on the next one. Have a good night. Good night.